0: You have—is it you have this? Do not disturb one, right? Now. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. All right, gang, welcome, welcome, welcome. Here we go. Here we go. It's Friday. Happy New Year. If it's on, just turn it off. If it was on, it was an accident. Good. Good afternoon, gang. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. Here we go. It's New Year's weekend. It's going to be insane. Get ready. Big weather system coming. They're talking. It's. Stormwatch 2022, the last day of Stormwatch. It's a big one. there's are calling for like an inch to almost an inch and a half of rain in some parts of Southern California. Justin, were you able to get anybody to go hooping with you tonight or tomorrow night? Gang, it's Text the Show Friday. On Fridays, we do Text the Show where you can text in your questions. And then at the end of the show, we give away a free T-shirt to one lucky person. We'll pick one good texter, and we're going to give away a free T-shirt. Is there going to be a Fred Hall show? No. No more Fred Hall shows, Matt. It's called the Bart Hall Show. Bart Hall. Bart Hall Show. Yeah, there should be a lot of lobsters caught. Gang, nobody wants to go lobster fishing with Justin on Bowline Fishing. He's going tonight. He's going tomorrow night. It's going to be epic. I heard some good reports for last night. If you go to our website and look, some guys did very, very well on the coast and over at the island. So, gang, I can't believe you don't want to go hooping with Justin and go get some lobsters for New Year's. Or then tomorrow night, how cool would that be to go hoop netting in Long Beach Harbor, New Year's Eve, it could be pretty fun, pretty spectacular. I know the lobsters are going to crawl. We all know that with all the weather coming, so it could be really, really good, gang. We got a couple of announcements while we wait for a few more uh, text messages to come in. Don't forget, if you're wearing, I'm Freedom Alliance. I'm wearing this shirt today to, to talk about all our good buddies over there, at Freedom Alliance. All the great war heroes that Freedom Alliance helps all the time. That's why I have this shirt on today and not your saltwater guide shirt. I just want to make awareness to Freedom Alliance. You can go there and text check it out. And uh, yeah, I'll be speaking every day at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show. And uh, that's on the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And we're going to talk about that right now. If you wear your saltwater guide shirt at the show, you're going to get free stuff. I'll have a big bag of free stuff like I do all the time from all our great sponsors. And we'll be giving away Baja jerky. We'll be giving away hats from all the different sponsors. We'll be giving away keychains and lanyards, sunglass holders and all kinds of stuff. So the monkey is upstairs. We're going to buy a desk today. We're going to move the show into the monkey's room because monkey's still a little scared to come out of the room. He doesn't want to come out of the room. So we're going to move the show into the monkey's room. So next couple of weeks, you'll start seeing the monkey in a lot of shows. But uh, back to what we were talking about. If you wear your saltwater guide shirt, you're going to get free stuff at the show at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show. Then if you go to my store and you just visit the store, you're going to be able to uh, be entered into the contest to win that free bluefin tuna fish fishing trip on Bowline Sport Fishing. We're gonna give that trip away on February first. Kelly will pick one lucky name out of the hat. How do you enter that? Just by going to my store. Just swing into my store, take a look at it. Maybe there's something in there for you. Maybe there isn't, but there's no obligation to purchase anything. That enters you into the big contest to win that free bluefin tuna trip on Bowline Sport Fishing. Don't forget, go to Bowline Sport Fishing right now. He's got four tr- four. Spots available for tonight, epic hoop net trip inside along Beach Harbor with Justin, and he's very, very good at it. So you want to go check that out. You want to go have fun. You want to go do something different that you've never tried before. Or if you're an expert at it, go with Justin and have fun and go out there and go catch some bugs. And then the big giant announcement, and we talked about it yesterday. If you go and you check out our website now, it's all different. Everything's different. My buddy Elliot changed the whole website. It's super. It's here's what I say, and here's what Kelly said. It's starting to make us look like a grown-up. <laughs> if you go and you look at our website now, it looks like a grown-up actually put it together instead of some silly old boat captain. So go check out my website, Your Saltwater Guide, and you won't even believe how it's changed in just two days. It's absolutely unbelievable how it changed and why did it change so much well we're getting ready to launch the app the app is going to be game changer there is no app on for anything to teach you how to catch fish in anywhere you you can use all my applications in mexico you can use them in canada you can use them in africa you can use them in Florida, and I know you guys in Florida are the best fishermen on the planet. We already know that, we know that. But you can use my applications and and it'll work spectacular. You know how I know that? Because Kelly and I went to Florida and I caught a whole bunch of fish. I caught peacock, bass, I caught caught, uh, tarpon. I caught all kinds of stuff using the techniques that I use every single day when I go fishing. So I know they work everywhere. It might not be your way, but it is my way and it does work. So this application is going to be game changer. You're going to just log on to the app store and you're going to go, wow, your saltwater guide. It's the only app out there to teach you how to catch fish. There's a lot of apps that pretend like they're showing you where to go, but there's only one app that's going to show you where, how, and why. And that'll be your saltwater guide. And it's going to be spectacular. And let me explain something to you, gang. If any of you have ever built an app, or you know anything about an app, my app has over 400 videos in it. My app's gonna be super interactive. Plus my app is gonna have the live show in it all the time. Like right now, if you go to my website, you can watch the live show on my website. Well, you're gonna be able to watch it there too. So you'll be able to do all that on the app, Plus, you can do it on, you can see the live show on the website right now. But this app is going to be available for you to pull your phone out anywhere, anytime and go, hey, there's a whole bunch of spots that we're not hitting that Dave has on there. Plus, you can read the fish reports. Fishing reports are insane where we interact with each other with zero negativity. I don't allow any negativity in my website, on my website, any of my members. You got me. I'm protecting you. I don't go for the negative. Believe me. Captain Dave gets plenty of negative comments on social media. I get, I have, I am very happy because I used to have all the hate back in the, when the internet first started, back in the late 80s, early 90s. Everybody hated me because I was telling all the great secrets about where to fish. And then along came Mark Wish, wrote the book with all the GPS spots. So he took a little bit of Dave's hate away. And then Billy Kay took like, 90% 90% of the hate away from me and he got to get it. Well, now it's back, and I'm getting all the hate because now I'm getting millions of views. And I love your hate. Keep sending me all your hate. It's phenomenal. We love all those hateful comments. They just they just absolutely fire us up and get us going. So make sure you make sure you make give me all your hate. Get it all out. Give it all to me. So do we have anything to talk about as far as white sea bass go today? Absolutely, we have a lot to talk about. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, we have a question. Yeah, let's have a question, then I'll jump into the white sea bass thing. Okay, this is from Jack. Jack, i think it's or? Jack, Jack, Jack Bushell. Yeah, yeah, okay. He wants to know what's the, what is the craziest weather you have been in while on a boat? Jack wants to know what the craziest weather is I've ever been in when I'm on a boat. Okay. The craziest ever was Kelly Girl was working at a place called Bayport Yachts in Newport Beach, California, and she was selling yachts for a living. And she had a client that needed his yacht taken from Marina Del Rey to uh, Seattle. So myself and my normal delivery boat deckhand couldn't make it. So I got another guy to help me and we d- were delivering this 59 foot uh, marquee Carver yacht and we got caught in some of the most unbelievable weather off of point, sir. It was supposed to be small craft advisory, 12 to 15 foot seas on the outer waters, on the inner waters. It was going to be like five to five to five to seven, five to nine is what they were calling for seas with with uh 12 to 15, or 15 to 20 knots of wind is what they were talking about. And we were like, okay, well, we can handle that. So we left Avila Beach and we got caught out there at 11 o'clock at night off of Point Sir. And the seas were any anything but five to nine. They were like 12 to 18. And we were coming off these monster waves at 11 o'clock at night and they were hitting hitting us full on and coming crashing over the top of the boat. But we were taking our time and going slow because I didn't want to blow those main windows out. And my guy that was helping me decided that he wanted to drive for a little bit. And I needed to take a break because I'd been at the wheel for 11 straight hours. So he said, I'll take it for a while. I told him to go straight into it. Make sure you don't hit any of these waves sideways. Well, you know the story. He decided that he knew better than me. And we hit one of these waves sideways. And it literally hit us so hard that it ripped the radar dome off the roof. And it threw the dinghy, broke all four of those heavy-duty ratchet straps. It broke all four of those through the dinghy into the ocean. And uh, we proceeded for the rest of that trip with no radar. The port window was washed out. We were absolutely taking on water. It was the most, one of the probably scariest nights of my life. And we ended up limping into Monterey Bay. I think I got in there at 4.30 in the morning with no radar, half a GPS, one screen you couldn't see. It was a mess. That was the roughest by far ocean that I'd been in. But going back to the white sea bass thing, gang, it is imperative on a small boat without a lot of bait that you're as quiet as you possibly can be. But that being said, if you think about a sport boat, they get bit really, really well with two generators going, people screaming and yelling all over the boat. My buddy showed me that noise doesn't matter. He used to run the first string, Bradley Phillips, and he used to knock the living bejesus out of those things. And that was a big, giant steel boat. And that thing made nothing but noise all the time. It made an epic amount of noise all the flipping time. And that guy would knock the crap out of him. So yeah, does noise matter? If it matters to you, then it matters. Does it really matter? I don't think so. But if you think it does, then it absolutely does. Because all I can tell you is from this point forward, every time you throw your line in the water, if you're not totally confident in what you're exactly doing, if you're not confident with your knot, if you're not confident with your hook, if you're not confident with this, size of the line you're using, if you're not confident with where you anchored the boat, then you probably aren't going to catch fish because you're going to second guess yourself all the time. And if you think that noise matters, then it matters. If you think color of the line matters, then it matters. If you're in your head thinking all this crap matters, then it matters. I, I be honest with you, I ain't got time to worry about all that garbage. I've been your saltwater guide for how long and I ran sport boats for a very long time. And you know what? We get dealt the deck of cards that we're dealt with. We don't get to only throw out one kind of hook or only throw out one kind of line or only use one kind of rod. We have to be versatile and catch fish on whatever our clients bring out with us. But if you on your private boat think that all that crap matters, then it matters because you're not going to be confident when you throw your line in the water. But what matters you gotta go. What's the perfect day to go? The day you got off, the day you can go. That's the day to go. People get all wrapped up in moon phases, and tidal movements, and they get wrapped up in too much stuff that hinders. The day you that all those things line up will be the day that it rains or a day that you can't go because you, you got a cold or an ingrown toenail or an ingrown hair on your butt. Those are going to be the days you can't make it out there. So the best time to go is when you can go. Do we have any questions, hon? Okay, listen. Right now, Jack's winning that shirt. It's that easy, gang. You win a free shirt. We're going to talk more about this white sea bass thing, gang. So my good buddy, Alan Watson, told me one thing to remember when you're fishing for white sea bass and you get to the spot that you think they're going to bite at and all the conditions look good and everything and you throw your line in the water If you don't get a bite on anything in 15 minutes, if you get no bites on anything in 15 minutes, pull the anchor and get the heck out of there because they're not biting. But if you drop the anchor and you start picking away at bass and blue perch, and you're getting a bite and a bite and a bite, all that is a machine and that machine starts to roll along. And what I've seen so many people tell me is, oh, Dave, we tried your spot at Orange Rocks and we fished there for an hour and All we caught were calico bass and blue perch. And I'm like, and you left? Yeah, we were were tired again. The magic, the miracle was just about to start probably. The thing, you're one bait away from catching a white sea bass and you left fish that were biting to go look for fish. That's ridiculous. That's silly and it doesn't make any sense. You got to get to the spot. You got to be there an hour before slack tide And then fish an hour through the slack tide. So you want to give that spot three hours. If you're catching bass and sheephead and blue perch and all that other stuff, then you're just one bite away. Pin on that one squid, toss it out there, and you're one bite away from catching that bitchin' white sea bass or yellowtail. But you got to wait for the magic to happen. You cannot, when you're sea bass fishing, be all nervous and jerky and and 2nd guess. If you're getting bit on the junk, stay there. We got a question? No? So, gang, I want to thank each and every one of you because this is our last show of the year. This is our last show for 2022. And I want to tell you how much I appreciate each and every one of you. And make sure you go and you look at the website. Just go look at how it changed. Because if you've ever seen my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, and now you go look at it today, you're just going to go, this is night and day compared to what it looked like five days ago or compared to what it looked like last year. or If you looked at it three years ago, gang, it is a whole different animal today. It is way different. And if you're a member and you haven't looked at the fishing reports, do yourself a favor and look at the fishing reports. It's right on the top of the front page where our website is different than anything else out there on our fishing reports. Not only do our clients tell you where they went, what they did and how they did it, which is mind boggling in Southern California because nobody shares anything except me and now all our members, but there's a comment line and you can ask the client, you can ask the the members, you can ask them, hey, Matt, did you really go to Santa Monica Artificial Reef and catch all those sheephead? on those numbers that you just posted. Did you really do that? And Matt will go, yeah, give me a call. Call him up on his phone and Matt will go, hey, here's what I'm hearing from clients. They go, yeah, I called Matt. I was talking to him and I told him I was going tomorrow and he said he had some fresh dead squid in the fridge that he wasn't gonna use anymore. He told me to swing by his house and pick it up. And we went out and did what Matt said and we caught a whole bunch of fish. There's nobody else doing that. And the number one thing is on those comments, there's no negative. You can ask a question to one of the other clients, our client members, one of our other members, you can ask them any question you want. You're not going to get barraged by a bunch of booger eating morons sitting there in their underwear in their mom's, on their mom's uh, attic, sitting in their underwear in their mom's attic answering all your questions. You're just not going to get that on my website. That's nothing. There are plenty of places you can get that. There are plenty of websites out there that have just spew and egg, but you don't get that at your saltwater guide. That's where we're different. We share our information. We want, all our members are working on the same thing I'm working at. We want everybody to enjoy fishing. We want everybody to understand there's fish in the ocean still, and they're not all gone. No matter what your teacher's teaching you at school, there's still plenty of fish in the ocean, and it's okay to kill fish and take them home and eat them. You're not a criminal. We have a question. Yes. Oh, somebody else wants to win a shirt. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. He would like to know what your favorite bait to use for white sea basses. All right, Matt. What's my favorite bait for white sea bass? It all depends on what time of year it is. It all depends on what's going on. What I would say for the next probably year to year and a half is going to be fresh dead squid. Fresh dead squid. I know live squid's fun and great and all, but I'd I'd rather use a fresh dead squid like we talked about a couple days ago. Matt, Alan Watson told me, Matt, that back when I was trying to dig into his brain and figure out this white sea bass thing, that they have a better tendency to eat the fresh dead than they do the live. Although I know we catch plenty of them on live. But fresh dead was my go-to bait. And then, When If this water starts to get warm again, I'm going to use live mackerel for bait. They work phenomenal when there's no squid around. But once that squid's around, that fish is keyed on the squid, you've got to use. It's like fly fishing. you got to match the hatch. Even though you have the greatest fly in your fly box that you caught your biggest trout on, when they're not eating that bug, they're not eating that bug. Same thing with the sea bass. When they're not eating mackerel and they're only eating squid, you've got to use the live squid. But when there's no squid around, they'll eat mackerel all day, every day. They didn't get big by not eating big bait. Okay. Brian. Brian. uh, Brian Corona. uh, He says, hello. He would like to. uh, He's asking, mono top shot versus braid direct floral. Well, for years, Brian, I was a monofilament fisherman. That's what I grew up fishing with, that's all I ever used. But when I started to learn how to, the number one reason why I didn't want to go over to the, the braided line fluorocarbon revolution was because I wasn't real adept at tying that connection knot. Soon as I learned how to tie that connection knot, it was game on, straight braid on all my reels, and then a piece of monofilament or fluorocarbon. Now, it all depends where I'm fishing. If I'm fishing deep water, if I'm fishing down deep, I'm not going to waste my fluorocarbon because the fish can't see it. You're fishing down deep, the color down there. When you're fishing the bait grounds, squid on the bait grounds, I'm not going to waste my fluorocarbon because it's not necessary. But when I'm fishing that upper water column in 25 to 45 feet of water on the beaches, I'm going to use fluorocarbon. But remember what we talked about, unless you didn't see the show a couple days ago, we talked about that long rod. I like to use a nine foot rod with that first 18 inches of the tip is soft. So when you set the hook, you have no stretch, but the tip's going to give a little bit of give. If you don't have a longer rod with a softer tip, you might want to use that little bit of monofilament instead of fluorocarbon because fluorocarbon doesn't stretch at all. Where monofilament has a little tiny bit of stretch in it, that's going to, Allow when you set the hook to not snap the line right off like you would if you had zero give. So I like to use a longer rod, straight floral, or straight braid with a little top shot of floral, but top shot, no. I'm using an 18-inch piece to start off with. Sometimes by the end of the day, I'm using a piece this long of floral. All I got to do is be able to tie my hook on. That's it. Because these aren't cart... The people that make floral carbon aren't going to like this. But I'm going to just tell you from a common sense point of view and from a fisherman that fishes every single day for a living point of view, I don't believe you need that long piece because I don't think these fish are cartoon fish. I don't think they come swimming up to your bait, stop and look 18 inches up the line to see if there's a piece of braid tied to it. I think they're focused on the bait. They come flying up. If you have a piece this long, they're not looking up three inches. They're looking at the bait. And that piece of floral carbon, they can't see it. That's just what I think. I know you've done it. Those of you that are going to tell me I'm wrong, you've done it way longer than I have. And I understand you know way more about it than I do. That's fine. I'm just, they were asking me my, what I believe. And that's what I believe, Matt. No, that was from Brian. Brian, I mean, I apologize, Brian. (laughs) Come on, Dave. Um, Brian also uh, says that he noticed the boat, boat captains always want mono top shot for tuna. He's thinking about going back to straight parade to borrow. What are your thoughts? Okay, Brian, what boat captains are you talking about? Where are you talking about? I'm a boat captain. So I don't know. The guys that like to use monofilament for the stretch, a lot of the guys I talk, they do it for when they're trolling. Now I'm not talking about fishing giant blue yellowfin tuna down on the Hurricane Bank or whatever. When we were fishing that giant bluefin up off of San Clemente Island in Cortez Tanner, I used 200 pound braided line with a piece of 400 pound fluorocarbon. I never, ever, ever thought I got. I wish I would have had a little piece of monofilament in the middle of that. And I can tell you, we killed, or excuse me, we caught for a kinder, softer, we caught plenty of those big bluefin. And I never, ever once thought it would be nice to have a piece of monofilament in there. Nope. 200 pound braid, 400 pound floral, a dead flying fish or a rubber flying fish dapped on the top of the water. The line never touches the water. The fish never saw it. That's how I did it. And if I was flat fall fishing or, or, knife jig fishing or any of that stuff i'm using a piece of floral carbon and a broomstick for a rod because i don't care i just want to get those fish as fast as i can and you don't have to finesse it and you don't have to worry about it they're going to eat it or anything and i don't believe in the. that's just me and i'm sure i'm totally 100 percent wrong but i only know what i know all right hopefully that helped a tiny bit We got another question. Yes, we have um, everyone's um, starting to wake up. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining the show. I'm glad you all could make it. And good morning, Text the Show Friday. Thanks for joining us. How about frozen squid for White Sea Bass? And that's a question from Matt. Okay. And and then we had a question come up here on Instagram because we didn't give out the phone number. 949-374-0786. Text the show. I'm going to come back. Matt, I'm going to talk to Patrick Darling right here. When I'm sheephead fishing, gang, it's because we weren't catching any yellowtail, we caught a bunch of rockfish, and now we're scroll- growing into Catalina, or we're going on to the beach, or we're going to go to where we are. I don't have all that super special bait. I usually have a couple pounds of squid. What I do, and it, you're probably not a member of the website because you asked this question, what I do is I strip my squid up into little thin strips that look like spaghetti so the fish can eat it. And if you've looked at a sheephead, their mouth isn't very big. I know they have a lot of teeth, but if you look at even those bigger ones, they can't open their mouth real giant. So they can't eat those big square pieces of bait that you guys love to put on. You wanna put on something that they can slurp up like a piece of uh, spaghetti. So what I do is I just cut my squid into thin strips and then I put it onto a smaller size hook and believe me, I've caught 20 pound, 25 pound sheep head on a number four hook because it, once it hooks in that skin of their mouth, that squit, that skin in their mouth is like leather. It's not coming out of there. It's not. And you can have a nice small hook and you can have a number six hook and kick a hook a 20 pounder and still catch it. The problem is that your line didn't go through the hole. You're going to want to use at least 20 pound at least 20 pound floral, at least. And that's not going through the number six hook. It's gonna be too fat. So you're gonna wanna use the number four, number two hook and a thin piece of squid. But I don't think that clams, shrimp, squid, I don't think there's a preference to those sheephead. I think a lot of chum gets them going. And then I think a nice strip of squid. But yeah, clams work good. Shrimp work good. All that stuff works good. We just don't normally have it on the boats that I drive. It's not one of the things we carry with us all the time. But if you could get a big can of Pismo clams and take all the meat pieces out and put those in a Ziploc bag and then take all the guts and all the other stuff out and cut it up real small and use it for chum, yeah, it's going to work epic. And you know, you really work good back in the day. I'm going <laughs> to... Back in the day when you could catch abalone, we used to use all the cuttings from the abalone. We used to bag them up and that would work epic. Now, if you use a piece of abalone, you're going to go to a federal penitentiary because it's a felony. But abalone used to work very, very good. But again, the best thing to do is follow all those videos over at your saltwater guide that show you exactly how to do it. All the stuff I show you is actually done from many, many, many years of taking people fishing for a living. I don't just make this stuff up. This is stuff I've done for a very, very long time and it's worked very, very well for a very long time. And you'll see on the fishing reports, a lot of client, or a lot of members are saying, God, I can't believe how easy it is if I just follow the plan. That's why I put them out there, gang. Yeah, baby. Okay, Mike Lewis. Mike, my buddy, my number one fan, my number one star giver. Go ahead, Mike. He wants to know uh, if you have a favorite way to prep and eat sea bass. He wanted to know if I have, Mike wants to know if I have a favorite way to prep and eat white sea bass. What I like to do is I like to get that big fillet off the fish. And if you look, there is dark meat on that white sea bass. I'm going to take my time. And I'm going to trim that piece of meat, and get the the all the little pieces of red, dark meat off of there. Then I'm going to take those, I'm going to cut them into small strips, if you will, of just the perfect white. Then I'm going to take that and I'm going to roll it around in an egg batter because this is the way my beautiful wife loves to eat. I love to eat it this way also. But my wife really loves it this way, Mike. So we're gonna take it. We're gonna roll it around in an egg batter. Then we're gonna sprinkle panko, panko breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we're gonna sprinkle bread Japanese breadcrumbs. Excuse me. Also, it's called panko. and we're gonna spread those all over. Then I'm gonna take super hot olive oil. I get it really, really hot. And then I'm gonna just take that and I'm gonna drop it in that hot olive oil roll it around real quick, pull it out, let it set on the plate for probably five minutes because was the olive oil was so hot that it's going to cook out of the olive oil. It's going to cook out of the pan, but I don't want to overcook it because I want it to almost be a tiny bit of rawness in the middle. That way it's going to taste phenomenal. You're going to get all the flavor and all the taste of the fish. But if... Your, my wife, she likes it well done, so she's going to have it left a little bit longer in that hot oil so that it's well, well done, and it's going to almost look like this paper towel, the whiteness. It's that white. It's going to be that white when you cut into it, and it's spectacular. That's how we like to do it at our house. But we have a massive, I make one of the probably the biggest messes you hear. I make a bigger mess cooking sea bass than I ever did Take when I bought a monkey. <laughs> no. no, maybe not. Our monkey makes a pretty big mess. Um, Wyatt Goldberg would like to know what rod and reel setup do you use for white sea bass on the dropper loop? All right, Wyatt. So, what I'm going to do. When I'm, he asked rod and reel setup for the dropper loop. The way I like to do it is I take a Makaira. I got a beautiful little Makaira five. It's, I don't even know if they make, okay, never mind. The reel I'm going to use today, if I'm with you on your boat, is I'm going to use the Tesoro five, loaded with 65 pound braid, and I'm going to use it on a PCH heavy six and a half foot rod, and that's how I'm going to do it with 65 pound braid. I'm going to use a piece of 60 pound monofilament soft steel line, and I'm going to use that as a dropper loop setup. And I'm going to have, I'm going to tie my dropper loop exactly how I do it on all my videos, but I'm going to use that rod that's shorter and thicker because we're dropping straight down and we're not really worried about finesse fishing and we're that that fish is going to inhale it. We're not worried about having a soft tip because we're going to be straight up and down under the boat because remember, gang, and this is something that's absolutely crazy and I see it every single day. Every single day on my when I'm running a boat and we're fishing with dropper loops is when you put a dropper loop on and the first thing the person does is cast it. It's not a caster loop. It's a dropper loop. So you're going to drop it straight down. Click it in. Let that, when it hits the bottom, put it in gear, take a half a crank so that you just feel that sinker tapping on the bottom, but it's not laying there with slack in it. And then when you feel that bite, you're just going to turn the handle three or four times, get that rod bent over double, let the rod load up, then jerk up a little bit, and then slowly wind that white sea bass up to the top. That's how I fish a dropper loop. That's the rod and reel setup I'm going to use. You ready? Some booger eating moron over here on uh, TikTok <laughs> says he loves to look at the plaque on my teeth, bro. I'm married. Oh my God. I am married, dude. Lighten up, bro. Quit sending me those pictures too. This uh, Jaden is hot, and I'm hot. He keeps sending me pictures. You cannot send those pictures, bro. I'm married. Stop, stop sending those pictures, Jordan. Stop. Or Jaden. My goodness, we're gonna to have to block Jaden. He keeps sending pictures, pictures of himself. Look, we don't want to see pictures of little boys naked. Stop it. Okay. So Bob from Huntington Beach has a question. All right, Bob, go ahead, buddy. And he wants to know what is a white sea bass like? feel like he's heard and similar to whitefish. Also. Should the drag be looser than normal? Okay, gang. So here he's asking me about what does it feel like when you're dropper loop fishing for a white sea bass, right? So to me, it feels like someone threw a handful of sand at your bait. It's going to just feel like, and you're going to go, what was that? And you're going to slowly turn the handle, and then the rod's going to start to load up, and you're going to go, what the heck? And you've got a 60-pound white sea bass. It's the most unbelievable bite. It's so supple. It's like, it's just like they just sucked on the bait. And you didn't even know that it was a real bite because it's not a violent bite. It's a very gentle bite. It's very, very gentle. So you got to be careful with that. You got to be careful with that bite. When you feel that bite, you just want to slowly turn the handle and let the rod load up and you're gonna be blown away. Anything that doesn't feel like anything normal is probably a white sea bass bite because it's not gonna be a violent bite like you think it is. It's going to be a very subtle bite. It's gonna be very subtle. It's just gonna its just going to absolutely blow your mind how it felt when you caught a 60-pound sea bass. It's not gonna feel like anything you can imagine. Yeah, maybe a little white fish. That might be a good analogy like you said. Might feel something like that. I think like someone just threw a handful of sand at your bait. We got another question hey man, here. From Matt Ryan again. All right, Matt. Want to know, and I'm trying to think if I do. If you have a collection of white sea bass stones, and if you do, can you show them off? Huh? I don't. We had a bunch of white sea bass stones, and I'm not sure where they ended up after the move. We we had them. Um, they're somewhere in a closet or in a box somewhere. But yeah, I, I love to collect white sea bass stones. I, when I was a young boy working on the sport boats for my father, probably back in the 70s, I used to collect the tomcod stones. They're all the same fish. All croaker have these equilibrium stones in their head right behind their eyes. And uh, the stones are spectacular, like little jewels, like little pearls. And all your croaker have them. I used to collect the black, the tomcod stones, the yellowfin croaker stones, the spotfin croaker stones, the white sea bass stones. And I had a bunch of them. I had a lot of them. We used to make earrings out of them, all kinds of weird stuff. But yeah, the stones are spectacular. And I don't know where they are, but we had some pretty big ones from some 50 and 60-pound sea bass, but I don't know where they are. But I'll tell you what, those big stones, cutting them out of their heads is gnarly. I wish I had a bandsaw. It would have got them out easier. I have a video, I think, somewhere. I'm going to look for it, of how to cut them out of this the head. It's somewhere. We posted it once. We'll see if we can't find it. All right. Anything else? Okay, gang. So here we are, the end of the year. I want to thank you all. It's... uh. 1240 great show we got to pick a winner right now kelly we got to pick a winner we got to give away this t-shirt and when we pick you you got to send us you got to text message us your address so we can send you the t-shirt we need your address and then we need the size so go ahead kelly girl pick somebody real quick i'm sorry gang if we didn't pick you you the only person you can be mad at is kelly all right, Matt, Ryan, you just won a T-shirt. Thanks for participating in the show today. Everybody, thank you. Have a great new year. Go check out my website. Check it all out. You'll be blown away. And also, I'm going to tell you, you want to get in now. You want to get in sooner because February, when we launched the app, I'm going to have to raise the price. If you've ever built an app, you know how much it costs. It costs a phenomenal amount of money. I cannot keep charging $9.99 for something that's going to cost me so much money to develop. But if you're in, you're in. You'll never get charged again. Once you're in, you're in. So make sure you go check it out because you're all going to want to be on there, especially this this year. If that sea bass starts biting and all that other stuff starts biting, you're going to want to know where. All right, gang. Thank you very much for a great day. Matt, send us your information. Everybody, thanks for all the participation. Thanks for all the views. Thanks for everything. I appreciate all of you. You have no idea. A hundred million views across all social media for 2022. 100 million views. I know that's not a big number to most of you. That is a huge number to me and Kelly. We don't comprehend it. We can't understand it, but we appreciate it. I'll tell you that. We appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. Have a great day. Be kind to each other. I'll see you all next year. Bye.